the podcast with Mike and Bomber. Okay, welcome to episode 16. 16 at the end of another crazy round of footy, round two. Yeah. Um, plenty to talk about. Um, again, we'll include your input. Um, but yeah, it's so unpredictable. It was, wasn't it? It was, um, I think we got. I got three tips, I think, and you got four. Four, so we're even on seven, even Stevens. And that, and that again. is woeful tipping, but it's yeah. just... And our multis didn't come in again, so thanks to Rob on yep. Facebook for his, uh, Sorry, Rob. his positive in, uh, encouragement. <laughs> we love that. Um, there's also was a bit... Uh, I was out and about on Friday night okay. uh, with a few people, a few of our subscribers, yep. and there was a bit of feedback to my use of the buttons last week. Oh, okay. And uh, just, Was it good or bad? Uh, just... Wanted me to know which button I was pressing. Okay. And, uh, well, just, I'm just just while you say that, just, better get just the be on the ball. Buttons up. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about um, before we get into, I guess, your mob mm. uh, is. Uh, we can skip that subject today. Yeah, the mood is very different this week to yeah, last it week. Is, isn't it's, it? uh, I must admit, actually, before we get onto the news of the day, I did last night tread very carefully because it's a time when we normally talk and plan and I I took the step I don't know if you're aware of this to, yes, I know. to message your wife and just see <laughs> how's, he, how's he going she goes as you'd expect I'm like okay I'll leave it a little bit how about now yeah. <laughs> there was something about last night and I just was miserable <laughs> and so, I was putting it down to Sunday-itis a bit of going to work the next day sort of thing but it was probably more the football the football uh, the Suns but uh, yeah so pretty miserable day for the Dockers but We'll talk about that in a little bit. Firstly, the news of the day is that Liam Picken has announced his retirement. Yeah, that's um, sort of a little bit of a shock. I'm not sure. How old is... Uh, he's 32, so I oh, guess okay. he so got to the realisation, I think, mm. that he wasn't going to play this year and, mm. you know, I mean, then you're getting started next year, he's 33. Yeah. Dogs are going the youth path. And I think it's to do with his uh, concussion issues. Yeah, well, he so. said he still gets severe headaches mm. um, in a little grab I was reading today. So the pick and file, he was taken pick 86 as a uh, as a 2009 rookie elevation. Um, and he played 198 games, so just shy of 200 um, and 87 goals. But I think he'll be remembered um, as he, he was the player of the finals for the Bulldogs in 2016 and just yeah. him kicking the sealer. Um, in that grand final against Sydney, we'll just—he's immortalised forever in in the Bulldogs fans. I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought so. And he's a great player, like really tough yeah. uh, sort of a player. I think Probably I saw today one of. Did you see Swamp's stat on Liam Pickham today? No. Is the only player to have played in ninety nine wins and ninety nine losses. Oh wow! So fifty percent. There you go. So he had to play through a bit of misfortune before he actually got. The premiership, which, you know, probably a lot of that Bulldog squad did. But there you go. It's yeah. a good stat. Mm. Good stat from Swamp. Uh, now, we uh, before we Feedback. get into, into the wash-up, uh, we need a, a star of the week from you. A star? Yes. Uh, well, I think my star or my hero this week was Tom Hawkins. And probably just mention later on exactly why, but uh, his little handball off to, uh, I think it was, Jordan Clark. To get him uh, his first goal. There was about five minutes to go in the game and they'd absolutely pumped um, Melbourne. Got him his first goal and it was just really nice moment. Uh, Chris Scott really loved it uh, box, really loved it in loved the box. It. Yeah, so. so it was shit if you're a Melbourne supporter. 
but really good if you're a Geelong fan just getting around the boys. Mm. Uh, my star was Aaron Phillips and we're a bit of AFLW here. Um, Aaron Phillips uh, was named BOG in the uh, AFLW grand final. Um but uh, obviously, we believe she's tore, torn her ACL, and mm. the, the standing ovation they got fifty over fifty three thousand there at Adelaide Oval uh, yesterday, and she uh, had I think eighteen touches and a couple of goals when she was stretched it off, and the ovation she got is, uh, I guess, testament to her standing in the game, and um, a, she still was awarded best on ground and gets a premiership medal, so well done to her. Yeah, she was great, and head uh, head and shoulders above anyone else, I think, as a. Uh AFLW player. Certainly. So. Certainly. It'd be good to see, um, you know, because they did it with uh, Daisy Pierce um, in a bit of the commentary during the season. It'd be good to see her, you know, maybe doing. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Commentary. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we need a flog. A flog. I've just quickly written down a whole team as a flog. <laughs> okay. Essendon. Essendon of flogs. <laughs> Essendon. And. <laughs> we may as well just talk about this incident now because I've brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it'll come up when we go through your feedback in a moment. It will. But the the incident between um, two Essendon players, Langford and Guelphie. Mm. When Loney's got the free kick. Near the interchange bench, uh, Loney's got the free kick and rather than stand on the mark or do anything, they both ran off the field to go through the interchange gates. So they've just completely ignored the game and just run just off. Thought, like that's no, my time you know, to go off. We'll I just, think that just typifies how Essendon have started that they just don't want to be there. Just dysfunctional. Just sort of completely lack of any system and game plan. It's mm. uh, a bit of a fast down there at the moment. Um, it is, man. and uh, Woosh is in trouble. He's the number one man in the seat, but we'll talk about that more later. Mm. Um, my flog is James Sicily. Yeah, um, I just think. Yeah, he gave away a soft free kick, and then we'll talk about the Dogs and the Hawks game shortly. Um, okay. I don't know what it was. a good flog. It was a good flog. Thank you. Get around me. Uh, so uh, there was um, – he gave away a soft free kick, I thought, against Shaki, which I think has been debated a bit in the media mm. today. But then he gave away another free kick, which was a free kick. He pretty much tackled a guy front on, and he was complaining to the umpire, asking the umps to look at the screen. The umps aren't going to look at the screen, mate. Uh, they're not they going to do change it. their mind. They're not going to change their mind until the point where he's gone, you know, when the F did I, you know, do this? And the umpire's gone, oh, come back 50, champ. <laughs> and it was a time when the game was in the balance. Yeah. And my, my just thought at the time was, James, it's not about you, mm. you know? And I just thought he acted like a little sport child and – He's a little bit like that. I don't know. He's got a lot of the Brendan Goddards about him. Just throwing <laughs> the lollies off the table. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so interesting. But oh, my flog is James Sicily this week, and I think it might not be his only time he gets that gig this year. All right, so time for the, the weekly wash-up. And thank you for all feedback. your comments and things like that. And um, we're starting with those of you who got in touch with us on Facebook. Actually, we might start with the one on Twitter. Oh, we'll because, Twitter. Um, Reese, thank you. Reese, uh, he mentioned in preseason, and I think we mentioned this in one of our shows, uh, that his he wanted he, he was expecting Geelong to go under the radar, and that they were going to be quite good this season. And uh, well, they sit in top. They are, and uh, they look very good. They look, you know, a lot of people criticise the recruits of Dalhouse and Rowan, and gee, Dalhouse was good. 
Um, yep. Rowan King, three goals. Well, there you go. So they're both. Mm. And the kids? Yeah, they've brought in, what is it, two or three kids? And yep. they're looking great. Good time to shout out that Charlie Constable was the rising star nominee for round two yep. after Scott got it for North in round one. So mm. the cat's looking real good um, on board yeah. there, Cerise. So spot on with you there, my friend. Uh, on to some comments on Facebook. And Nathan here uh, has put on here that what he hated was Fremantle. And there's a little rant that goes along with this, so oh, I'll go. Better go with the rant. Okay. The difference between the best and worst is insipid. They were outworked and, f- and flattered. I'm fuming you meant flattened by a team that should have got shouldn't have got near them. Surely shows poor culture and leadership. Just reeked of a bunch of blokes who are pretty happy with themselves after one week of football. Yeah, I can't really disagree too much with that. I was extremely disappointed with how they showed up. I mean, kick. I can't remember now. Twenty odd goals last week, and to just show up and do that was just terrible. Arguably, Gold Coast. You know, going to get the wooden spoon. And if you can't turn up against Gold Coast, then... Mm. Yep, and it sort of backs up what I saw in the West Australian today, their big headline, Fremantle dish up garbage against wooden spoon favourites. I think the back page said sunburnt. Oh, good headline. Good headline. (laughs) There you go. That's a nice one. Yep. Um, So, yeah, some real heat on on Freo uh, at the moment after we were singing their praises this time last week. We were. And I was hoping for a... Good season, but uh, maybe maybe not. Saints becomes a big game next week. Uh, Dano, Daniel, thank you. Loving how unpredictable it is. Who would have thought Melbourne would struggle this much? Um, he's uh, loving seeing Gov and Barras dominate for the Eagles, and they barely lost a contest between them. Uh, yeah, spot on there. Um, mm, and it, it really annoys me now that, um, I mean, Gov's great player, Barras, good player, um, but... The game plan of teams that come and play the Eagles is just stupid mm. if all they do is kick it long inside forward 50. Who the hell's going to be there? <laughs> Govan Barass, Hearn. They're just going to intercept it. They do every time and it, it, go, it seems to always go yeah, to Govan. The defence, I mean, I think it boils down a little bit to midfield pressure. Put pressure on yeah, us. Yeah, midfield, pressure they on kick the kick. But, um, oh, it just it just happens time after time after time. And yeah. you must be loving oh, it. Oh, I just love seeing the great Gov <laughs> now that he's on a long-term deal do his thing. Uh so another bloke here, Braden. Thanks, mate. Loves Alan Petricelli and Smith. So some new Eagles in there. So get around them. So, yep, certainly some promising signs. Now, we love uh, the Reddit community. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'll just tee off with this one because it was one of my highlights for the round two. And he's, I like the cheeky little nickname, Petrol Jelly. Petrol Jelly. <laughs> Instead yeah. of obviously Petrocelli. But Petrocelli turning good. on the Jets to sprint away from the Giants to slot a goal. That was brilliant. Yeah, and we just watched it a few minutes ago again and it was really good. So once he realises he can do that more often, we, I don't know, Eagles fans get excited. Yeah. Um, this was a ripper from Catman. Uh, loved the Carlton cheer squad with accompanying vocals by nearby Port supporters breaking into a rousing rendition of oh, when the Saints, when the Saints first Essendon scores were shown on the scoreboard at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think my reply to that one, I just love it when the community gets together at times like this when Essendon getting pumped is good. Everyone just unanimously loves it. Yeah. And so what do we got here? Bit of a bit of a rant here from Cold, Cold Monkey. Monkey. Is he a regular? I think, I think Cold Cold we read something out from him last week. Um, hated how easily Collingwood won, and it was in the end. 
Yep. Yeah, Richmond were more, more my certainty. Yeah, they were, weren't they? And they were they were average. Um, horrible. Not a fan of how Dugowie has had one good game, and people are already saying that he will win every award imaginable. Yeah, he's good, but come on, at least wait till halfway through the year. Which and yeah, he's got a bit of a response from some Collingwood fans that we won't go into. No, um, but but uh, I I sort of agree. I mean, Dugowie looks like a really good player, but it is sort of yep. get on the goey uh, bandwagon a bit. Yep, and a bit of a Carlton theme from this bloke. Loved Gibbons' second and third efforts, and so did I. I thought Gibbons was really good for yeah, the Yeah, he had a really good game, didn't he? And this was a highlight for me. Almost got into my star of the week. The uh, the cat supporter in the crowd offering the salt and vinegar crisp to Brayshaw when he's on the bike. Uh, <laughs> that was just fantastic. So uh, I think... Maybe that guy should have got my hero <laughs> of the week. It's in the second quarter, and they're down by about four goals. Um and, yeah, just the bloke looks at Brayshaw and he just tears to him and just goes, nah, mate, I'll be right. <laughs> it was just a good moment. Yeah, you see a lot of crappy interactions between fans and yeah. players and that was a good one. Uh, uh, what else have we got? Uh, loved seeing Scully back and, yeah, it was good to see Tom Scully. And, gee whiz, I've, yeah. I've heard that the Giants officials aren't really thrilled about that, that he's been able to come back so quick. And yeah. Hawthorne have pretty much got him for nothing, a four-round pick, fourth-round pick. And, yeah. you know, an interesting little bit of knowledge because uh, the Giants got two first-round picks for Dylan Shield. Mm. So as it stands, S, uh, GWS have the second pick in next year's draft. Wow. Mm. So to suck well, that in. I mean, After that, that's three the thing top with, 20 picks. with them losing all these good players, they're getting high draft picks, aren't mm. they? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good it's luck to get them. better and better. Yep. Yeah, we won't read that one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Mighty Matt. Love Tom Hawkins' sportsmanship. Hated the umpiring in all games. Yeah, there's been a bit of backlash from the uh, men in green over the weekend. Mm, yeah, there was some umpiring decisions. I remember watching a few games. Mm. I didn't think overall it was bad, but there were some really average decisions. I just think at the moment, and I don't, and and for me, it, I think it could be instruction what they're told to do. Yeah, but I just think over officiating. There's free kicks that don't need to be paid. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was a little bit apparent, and I can't remember which game it was now. Uh, maybe it was like Collingwood, Richmond, or something. Uh, there was the free kick count was really, really skewed one mm. way or the other. Well, I think um, Adelaide, Sydney. I was watching on Friday night. Adelaide had almost double what Sydney had. No, that that was the game and, actually. Yeah. And to me, you know, being an umpire, it doesn't. You don't worry about the free kick count. You can't. So no, if one team's no. double, I'm like, I'm not keeping count. You know, but. Um, it was interesting to see the away teams get a few free kicks mm. on the weekend. But, yeah. yeah, I just felt for mine, kicks are getting paid that don't need to be paid. Yeah. It's football, so it's not a soft yep. game. Brisbane fan here loving the Lions kicking 100-plus two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so good signs uh, for the Lions well, going I think you'd be happy as a Lions fan just because they're showing some improvement. Mm. So uh, a bit of a rant here from a Tigers supporter. So obviously didn't enjoy the loss, but the way we went about it was what I hated. To go from, I'm sure, one of the best forward tackling teams in the comp the last few years to completely sitting off and letting the Pies direct traffic and almost breaking the all-time, I think it's Mark Mark's record. record yeah. I mean, come on. So a bit upset there is uh Yeah, they just did awkwardness. that, didn't they? They just kicked it around the back and just waited for the opportunity for the... Yeah, uh, played West Coast footy, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, really interesting and certainly... Um, pretty ordinary from the Tigers and big question marks over there 
rest of the season. Another uh, Richmond fan, I think, loved Melbourne taking the heat off Richmond again. So, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Melbourne and uh, Essendon taking uh, all the headlines at the yeah, moment. Oh, yeah, Essendon and Carlton. And uh, we'll talk about it uh, in the next podcast, but they take the Friday night centre stage uh, this week. Melbourne, Essendon, mm. where are we? That's a huge game, isn't huge, it? Huge, massive. To be fair, if Essendon turn up or don't turn up like they haven't the first two weeks, I yeah. think Melbourne are just easily rolling. Yep, and this is I like this. And we need to give the dogs a bit of time, I think. Yep. So you're goddamn right. Love the uh, love the little name there. Yeah, that's a good name. He says, yes, I want to talk with the Hawks versus the Dogs. He said, what an absolute cracking match. The rain came down early, but it didn't affect the scoreboard whatsoever. Hawks looked well on top as if they would run on with a comfortable winning, but the Doggies kept fighting. It was a brilliant game to watch. I love Jack McRae's performance again. He was superb. The Dogs really incited feelings of 2016 within me today. Two zip. What happens next? Do the Dogs go on an eight-match winning streak like the Roos did or do they crumble towards the end of the season and miss finals? will be interesting to see. Mm. And we don't really know. And I said that, I think, at the beginning of the year. I don't really know what's in store for the Dogs, but good on them. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, a big reason for their, I don't know, just more grunt, uh, Libba has been huge. Yeah, Libba. Yeah. Yep. So – Yep. Certainly a welcome... Uh, and he's been missing for basically the last two seasons. Yeah, we well, spent a bit of time in the twos last year, so a big mm. return. Uh, so, yeah, certainly loving that and the, good on the dogs. Yeah. And me, me, big boy, there is a podcast. Yes. Yes, there Get is. Listening. So I hope you're listening up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, I don't know how much footy gets talked about up there. No. But, but uh, uh, listen to this and we'll talk about footy. Yeah, bloody oath. Things to talk about? Not really. I think that's about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. All right, so we'll get into the games in a moment then. Yeah, let's preview the review, not re- preview, review <laughs> the round two games coming up. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. All right, time to preview, run through the round. Uh, thanks for your feedback for the, the previous uh, section, but uh, time yeah. for us to, I guess, briefly analyse the nine games that took place uh, and it started... Way back on Thursday night, which seems like forever ago, with Richmond and Collingwood. Over to you. Yeah, and um, Collingwood basically just owned the game, I thought. They just had the game completely on their terms. Um, They they made Richmond look ordinary. They did. They played that kick mark game we mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that uh, was a bit sort of like Eagles footy, just kicking it around the back line and waiting for some holes to open up. They had almost 100 more marks than Richmond. And they almost broke the all-time marks record for a game. I think they broke at 99 marks to halftime or something like that, that, which was a record. Huge. It was the first time since round 18, 2016, that a team had kicked more than 100 points against Richmond at the G. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they went on that big run at the G, didn't they, where they didn't lose any games until the prelim. Yep. And now Collingwood have beaten them twice in a row there. Yep. And, yeah, kicked over 100 points on him. Um, I guess the big talking point from the game is probably the injury to Nick Rewalt. Nick Rewalt. Jack Rewalt. Yeah. Um, so now Richmond are without Rance and Rewalt. Uh, and one of those guys has been in the Richmond team every round, every game since round nine, 2009. It was the last time one of them walked the- both of them weren't there. So a long time. And I think it sort of showed a little bit, to be honest. They just... Well, Jack wasn't himself. You can no, tell. he wasn't himself, but it just it just didn't... They just didn't look like Richmond at no. that when they were uh, on the weekend. So huge, uh, huge tests coming up for the, the Tigers. You know, what's the future hold? A lot of people writing them off. I don't think you can write them off yet, but 
they didn't look themselves. I think Rance is probably the bigger factor at the moment anyway. Um, given he's out for the whole season. Anyway, we'll go on to our, my 3-2-1. I gave three votes to Trelaw. 39 disposals, seven tackles, one goal, five clearances, 13 contested possessions. was just everywhere. I gave two votes to Crisp. He had good. 32 disposals and 14 marks. Uh, it was one of those blokes down back that just marked and kicked... You know, just controlled the game back there. And then I gave one. We don't give too many votes to forwards in our 3-2-1 uh, system, but I think uh, Dugowie had a pretty good game. Yeah, and the uh, mark was all right too. Yeah, the bit hanger. of a screamer. So, so he kicked five goals, five marks. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, that screamer. So to, so to back up our old mate on, on Reddit there, we won't get too carried away with Dugowie, but I think we acknowledge a good game where it, it was It was a good game, yeah. And yeah. to sort of top off to how more dominant Collingwood were, uh, they had 167 more disposals yep. and 26 more tackles. So when you get more of the ball, you shouldn't be getting more tackles. No, um, that's so right. It, that's strange, isn't it? It was a complete domination, mm. really. So, uh, All right. The Pies, big things, 2019 for the Pies. Yeah, they're looking very good Mm. very early. So um, big game next week against the Eagles. Yeah, huge. Mm. All right, so um, game two was you, wasn't it? It was uh, Sydney and Adelaide. Swans and the Crows. I was looking forward to this to see what sort of response we'd get. Um, And really at the start, it was a real sort of dogged encounter for a little bit, a lot of mistakes. Then the Crows just took over. Um, And uh, I guess a little bit of a, a rant, a thing that sort of, um, ticked me off a bit. Seedsman has kicked this beauty of a torpedo uh, from the boundary, which was, uh, I guess, I think in the top five moments of the weekend for mine. Mm. Doesn't even get nominated for goal of the round um, against Buddy Cox's floater that goes through, you know. Yeah. After, after I don't think that was a great goal. I just think no Richmond bloke could tackle him. Yeah, well, that was uh, probably testament to what the Richmond's stat. game. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't tackle. But... Uh, you know, Seedsman, he was welcome back. He was uh, he was great in the first half, Seedsman. And that talk just, uh, you know, typified how well he was going. Yep. Uh, I'll get uh, straight into my votes. But my real worry for Sydney before I do mm-hmm. is I just worry that there's no support for Kennedy in the midfield. Like, he's a big bullocking force and I just think yeah well Parker's dropped off a bit he and, still had 26 um, touches Parker yeah he wasn't very influential not influential and yeah. there's a lot of talk um, about guys like Mills and Heaney like why are well, they the moment, not playing in the midfield yeah what I read about that was is they feel like they can't afford not to play Heaney forward and they can't afford not to play Mills back. So they're sort of holding them back and not playing them in there. But I think they need to roll the dice with some of these guys. I think so. Um, You've got to win the, win the ball in midfield. Because I, I think Papley looked all right for a while where he, when he went in there. Yep. Um, but Papley's a forward. Leave him forward and put Haney in the middle. Yeah. But I, I mean, thought there was a know. period in the second quarter where the Swans looked good and there was Papley doing a lot of good things. But I just think Kennedy doing heaps. So he gets one vote for me. Uh, Kennedy, huge game with uh, 36 touches, 10 clearances, 11 inside 50s. But my... My worry again is where is the support? Yeah. Sloan gets two votes. I just think he's just such a solid player and mm. eight tackles again. Didn't get huge numbers. And mind you, none of the Crows did. The highest uh, Crows possession get is the bloke I'm about to mention with three votes, which I think everyone would be universal. Brad Crouch, and it's great to see him back. 26 touches. Yeah. So it seemed like the 
Crows midfielders didn't get as much of the ball, but just used it so much better. Mm. Um, so Brad Crouch, great to see him back in. And uh, the Crows back on the winner's list. Yeah. All right. I think I'm over to you for probably the game that ended up being the talking point of the round, Essendon and the Saints. It was a talking point, and I was texting you at the beginning saying, this is awful. <laughs> it was uh, horrible. Do I have to watch this? <laughs> this was just uh, the worst was just, gaming in the yeah, It was just terrible. There was just mistakes. It was just... No, oh, it was horrible to watch. Um, so I guess the big talking point, which we mentioned in the intro, was the moment when the ball, well, the, uh, two Essendon blokes gave away the free kick and then just ran off. They just weren't interested. Didn't even give it a thought to stand on the mark or anything like you that. You just wonder what's going on with that. Actually thought mm. about the moment of the game and what was actually happening. Yeah. And then and then moments later there was Francis kicking it into the back of Hurley. That's right. And Stephen missed. And that was the thing. If and I thought this at the time before I switched over to the other game. Uh, if Essendon were playing against a better side, they would have been ten goals down at quarter time. Oh yeah. But the Saints kicked two goals seven uh, and That's kept right. them in it. And the interesting thing with this was that I listened to the pre-game and uh, Wusha was int- uh, interviewed by the commentators, who I can't remember at the time, but he said that they asked him if, if the team was on and he said they're on. They're on. And they were well and truly – they weren't even close to on. They were still back at home in bed, I think. Um, so – I think the uh, the meme when you're saying there that the um – the inter- with the interchange uh, that was floating around, I did quite like this. It's like when you realise you left the oven on at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it should have been that one. But everyone loved that one. Everyone, in the, If you're in your car, you like that one. That's what Guelphie and Langford were like. Uh, so it was just uh, bizarre, something you don't see in a It was, film. and I think part of the what sort of – well, there was a few stats at quarter time that I saw and it just sort of proved what how bad Essendon was. Heppel, the captain, had one disposal to quarter time. Oh, it was just terrible. Um, the Is second, he a leader? Well, uh, credit who to, else they got? a bit of credit to Essendon. They, they came back and sort of yeah. made a game out of it towards the uh, end, but the first quarter it was just they weren't When there. you want to come out and make a statement, it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, second quarter, the highlight was the screamer for Bruce. Brucey, that was a beauty. It was a good one. He sort of twisted in the air as he took it. It yeah. was really good. Better um, than Degoe's, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. But Definitely. because he's not Degoe, it won't get talked about. Yep. Doesn't play for Collingwood. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was some some other moments like that where Essendon didn't really put their body on the line and it sort of just proved their mindset, I think. Um but let's get on to the votes. I went three votes to Gresham, was huge. who I think was universally everyone thought he was best on ground. No arguments there. 26 disposals, 13 contested and two goals. I went with Jack Billings for two. Uh, 28 disposals, eight contested, and a stat that you seem to like, 426 metres gained. That's good. (laughs) And I changed my last one. I was going to give it to Aaron Francis because uh, he was was quite solid down back for uh, Eston, except for kicking it into the back of Hurley. He's been a shining light, I think. I think he can hold his head high. He was quite good. But I ended up going with uh, Jack Steele, who did a really good job. Job in the midfield with those other guys. 
Yeah. So, uh, and I think in amongst all the crap for the Bombers, you've got to give the Saints a bit of a pat on the back, true, I think. Because yep. 2 0, pressure on Richo coming into the season. Yeah. Saints are uh, not sitting pretty, but they're feeling a bit better about themselves. They are. So, uh, on to the next game. On to the next game. And that one was yours, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Port Adelaide and Carlton. And this was a good game. Uh, Port coming off a good win against Melbourne. The Blues were respectable against Richmond in round one. Yep. Uh, I was looking forward to this one and uh, it didn't really disappoint. And uh, Carlton really, um, the, I guess one of the big talking points with this one was the injuries. Jack Watts going to be out for a while with a broken fibula. Yeah. And Charlie Kerno with a bit of knee damage, but thankfully it's not. Yeah, not an ACL. Not an ACL. So I think about a month maybe on the sidelines for him. Yep. Uh, but just... Uh, what noticed me with Carlton, uh, Harry Mackay, yep. geez, marking is good. Yeah. And, uh, so boy. he's he's a yeah big boy with a good set of hands. Him and McGovern working really well together. And Phillips in the ruck, I think, is making the most of his opportunity. Mm. There was talk about Carlton. They've got Phillips, Lobb, and obviously Cruiser to come back. So yeah. Phillips trying to obviously um, take his opportunity, which is good to see. Yep. Um, and from a Port point of view, it's great to see some of the older midfielders just winding back the clock. Travis Boak yeah. has been outstanding. Didn't get him to be 3-2-1, but um, he has been exceptional and he uh, had 33 touches and nine tackles wow. on the weekend and he's been a class, just a, a class player. So... Um, really good. Uh, I really like. Oh, just I'll talk about this guy a lot. Zach Butters. He just does things that a second yeah. gamer shouldn't do. Yeah, um, I remember because I watched the first game that uh, against Melbourne, and every one of his touches was some something yeah. happened from it. it there was, was yeah. great. There was a particular moment in the game where you think most players would just go down the line. He, they won from a stoppage and I think Butters ended up with a footy. And instead of that, he's pinpointed a bloke in the middle. He's taken the game on, gone the centre kick, hit the target and Port have gone on and kicked a goal. And you just don't normally see that, mm. you know, those smarts. So Got a good name too. Yeah, Zach Butters. You like, oh, yes, yes, good times. <laughs> Zach Butters, so good on him. Butters. <laughs> yes, nice, good times. Um, and Harry McKay, sorry, Wallace well, on him, five contested marks, so really showing his worth. Mm. My 3-2-1, I Gave one vote to Brad Ebert, um, who kicked three goals to go with his 23 possessions and seven tackles, which I think is outstanding. Wow. Mm. Uh, two votes to the Pig, who uh, is still, you know, going great guns. Uh, yep. 37 touches again for him. Yep. But uh, and a really good sign for, hi- uh, for him and for Port. Scott Lysett, I think, was uh, most people uh, gave him their... Um, Three votes, and he yeah. got mine with a really good all-round game. 25 touches, 34 hit-outs, a goal, and I think 10 clearances. Wow. Big game for uh, for Scotty Lysette uh, for Port Adelaide. Yeah, he'd make a big difference with Port, given that um, Ryder is always a little bit 50-50 with injuries yeah. and things. and But working well together at the moment. Yeah. So Port go 2-0. and um, Carlton are a respectable 0-2 and, and it's over for you for one of the bigger talking points that are around Geelong and Melbourne. Yeah. Well, this was a little bit of a surprise. I guess you thought maybe uh, after Melbourne's first round that they might come back and show a bit of fight, but um, they got smashed by Geelong. I think it was 80 points in the end. Um, so that that's huge and some real question marks over Melbourne now, I think. Um, but... Geelong were just incredible. Um, so there was a couple of uh, stats here that were quite interesting. The D's had plus 25 inside 50s, plus 10 clearances, 
but importantly, minus 14 goals. That's outrageous, <laughs> those inside 50s. It yeah. just shows you that inside 50s are a false stat. Well, almost. I don't know if it's a false stat, but I guess Geelong's defence just stood strong. And we, I think we talked about that when we looked at Geelong earlier in the year, that the mm. defence was probably the stingiest last year and they've just gone to – or they just continued that – yeah, that's right. Uh, and some of the, the nicer moments of the game, I think uh, Lockhart for Melbourne's first goal was very nice. Yeah, that was a sort goal. of um, just outside 50 and then ran inside and passed the uh, Geelong defender, who I can't remember who it was, but kicked a nice running goal. And then uh, the one we mentioned already, Clark's first goal, uh, yeah. where Tom Hawkins just handed it off uh, late in the fourth quarter. and uh, Yeah, great moment. Even the coach loved it, so that was a good one. He's happy when they're winning, Chris Scott. He's a, he gets on board when they're he having is. a good win. And it's, it's at this point now where you think Geelong are a very scary proposition because yeah. they, before we were looking at them and on paper – They've got some huge names in there. And now that they're playing the way they are, you think far out, they, they're one of those teams that slipped under the radar. And yeah, well, there's, um, always, there's always teams like in our top eights, there's always teams that come in, teams that go out. It could be Essendon and out Geelong in. Mm, that's right. From what we've seen so far. Yeah, well, Essendon might want to change a coach quickly so that their <laughs> form changes around. Uh, so my 3-2-1, I went... I went danger, three votes. He was clearly best on ground. Uh, 37 disposals, 24 contested, two goals, six marks, just a beast. Uh, Clayton Oliver did really well for Melbourne, 44 disposals, 25 contested possessions, 15 clearances, eight inside 50s. But all those stats. No cigar. And they lost by 80 points. Uh, And then I went one vote, Tim Kelly. 30 disposals, 20 contested possessions. He's turning into the main man. Like he's he's getting tagged. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, you it's know. scary, isn't it, when you've got Dangerfield, Selwood, Ablett. Um, Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, all these guys and they're tagging Kim, Tim Kelly. Yeah, and he's had a great start to the year. He is. And, uh, yeah, I hope we don't play Geelong anytime soon. Next game. Oh, here we go. Your game. Back onto the winningest list. That you're at. What, the yeah, unveiling of the flag. Really good. Was that exciting watching the, the eagle, eagle do the jump off the thing? That was very exciting. Uh, that was real good. Um, but it lasted about three seconds and then it was over. Yeah. But uh, no, it was very good. Um, now, just going into the game, if you had a said to, to uh, Leon Cameron, you're going to win the clearances by eight, you're going to win the inside 50s by 15, Everyone said, yep, we'll take it. How much did we win by? And it just – it didn't happen. Um, a 52-point margin in the end of the West Coast. And um, it, it could have been a lot different. At, um, at quarter time, the Giants should have been in front. Like they were – they kicked one goal three out of a mountain of opportunity and just couldn't get it done. This is what I was talking about before. This was the frustrating thing for me anyway, not being an Eagles fan. But they just bombed it in there. Mm. McGovern was just marking it, kicking yep. it back. Yeah, brass. Now I remember thinking at the the early stages of the game, we're in a bit of trouble, and then uh, we got a couple of late goals in that first quarter, and then um, second quarter there was a patch of about the last eight minutes where the Eagles kicked five unanswered goals, and put really put um, a break, and then sort of went off went on from there. Interesting seeing a few little things that changed. The Eagles got the kicking and marking style back. 
There was one uh, passage of play that led to a darling goal in the fourth quarter that I think the Eagles must have had possession of the footy for about three or four minutes and it ended in darling's goal. And then you've even got the fans around you getting frustrated. This old bloke next to me gets really frustrated. Kick the bloody ball. Yeah, you the, know, the old fans the are old always... The players just hate it. it. And I'm just saying, it's all right, mate. We're up by 40 points. It's all good. Just chill out and enjoy your... Soda water and just enjoy life. They sell soda water at the footy. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he wasn't drinking beer. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was just methodical. So against Brisbane, West Coast took 68 marks. So clearly down. And then against the Giants, 146. Wow. So just the shift. And some of the highlights for me, uh, we've spoken about Petrocelli, the old petrol jelly. Uh, that was outstanding just that moment uh, just lit up Optus Stadium Oscar Allen uh, with his three goals uh, was outstanding Um, took some really good marks and just I was excited about him in the future but um, he's going to be a player Uh, and a shout out I guess from the Giants for for Jeremy Cameron kicked four goals but had little support unfortunately up, up forward it just wasn't working for him. Matt DeBoer did a good, a good job on Elliot Yo, just as Hutchings did a really good on Cornelio after Cornelio was so good against Essendon. But, yeah. I mean, I could have played well against Essendon that week. <laughs> um, but it was interesting listening to the press conferences afterwards where Leon Cameron said they methodically picked their way through us. Like, we mm. were good at the start. He said they're mature side and they just picked us apart. Yeah. And that was really interesting uh, to hear from, from Cameron. So... My votes yeah. for this game, and we're up and about. We're really happy to, to get on the winner's list. One vote went to McGovern. I think he had four contested marks and 11 marks overall. He was huge. Uh, two votes to Lockie Whitfield. Uh, everything good that GWS did came through Whitfield. I thought he was yeah. outstanding. He looks really touches. good, doesn't he? just runs and runs and He's runs. He's brilliant. Mm. He's magnificent. Um, and three votes to the player. I thought he really broke the game open. There were two ripping goals in the second quarter uh, and he ended the game with two goals and uh, 28 touches and five tackles and that was Luke Shuey. So he gets the three votes for mine. All right. On to the games on Sunday. North yeah, and Brisbane. North and Brisbane. Go. That was a bit of an interesting game. Um, it's a good game. It was. Um, it was a it was a very even game. And I, I don't know if what I was really expecting because the Roos got smashed by the Dockers last week and then the Lions beat the Eagles. So well, We both picked North. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was sort of a game where you thought, well, based on form – I guess Lions would win, but we still went with North, didn't we? So you just yeah, we didn't know what line, uh, the Lions would be like in Melbourne, and yeah, a lot of question marks. Um, yeah, so very even game. A um, couple of highlights: Thomas first goal uh, was Tarrant. Tarrant, Tarrant Thomas. Thomas. Yep. Yep. Uh, Oscar McInerney had a oh. about a ten minute. Cameo, I think, in this game, the and it was just—I think I sent you a text about two, yeah, two or three marks in this inside fifty, and kicked a couple of goals, and was just, yeah, just a big, big unit. <laughs> oh, the big O is going to be a cult figure. Yeah. He's going to be one of those blokes, and they're saying that because there was a bit of talk about Archie Smith getting in for the Lions, mm. but I think what is setting McInerney apart, and obviously they're going to play Stefan Martin, uh, is his ability to go forward and clunk a few. And that's really handy for the Lions. I think, yeah, yeah it could be a real danger weapon. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Charlie Cameron as well. Really good. Uh, four goals. So he could be damaging. He just didn't, couldn't stay fit last year. So exciting yeah, if you can. He, he looks very good. But, so uh, it was sort of a very even game all the way through. And I think it, 
probably halfway through or towards the end of the last quarter, the Lions got on top and managed to get the W. Uh, my three votes, I went Lockie Neal, three votes, uh, 43 touches and eight clearances. Yeah, in uh, Sorry to cut you off. In uh, listening to the old means test, David King says mm. there's not a more influential player in the game at the moment than Lockie Neal. Oh, really? Uh, so I think oh, a lot of people's... We could have done with one of those. Yeah. In a lot of people's brown lows and all the rest of it, he's up. He's top. Yeah. Uh, and he had 15 touches in the last quarter. So when the game was in the balance, Neil was he getting was it there. done. Yeah. And well, a bit sidetracked here a little bit, but the Dockers were really bad in clearances early. Mm. And he is a beast at clearances. So, um, yeah, really annoying. Um, Rich, 27 to... Sp- uh, two votes, sorry. 27 disposals, and he was just really good down back, uh, really good kick. Uh, you know, just mm. just give it to him and he'll, he'll hit a target sort of. He was really good. I think that was one passage of play where I saw him kick in, then he got the follow-up. Mm. He had, must have had three possessions and a chain that led to a hipwood goal, I think, in the last quarter. Mm. Really good from Rich. Yeah. He's been sort of one of those players, hasn't he, that's sort of been thereabouts for a long time, has yep. a, a good game and then a couple of quiet ones. But, yeah, really good by him. And then I gave one one vote to Cunnington, um, and it probably could have gone between Cunnington and Higgins. Higgins had more disposals, but Cunnington, I thought, was a bit more damaging. He had 36 disposals, 22 contested possessions, and 10 clearances. So, And I've, I've watched a little bit of Cunnington over the last couple of weeks, and he's, he's very good. Just seems to have a little bit of time when he has the ball and, you know, that other players got don't. got a bit of mongrel about him too. He does have a, a bit of mongrel, yeah. Big hard player. So um, that was the Ruse and the Lions. All right. On to one of the games of the weekend, I thought, in the Hawks and the Dogs at the G. And one of the games was certainly a lot of talking points came out of it. So um, it was really a game that ebbed and flowed early. Hawks came out of the blocks and then the Dogs reeled them back in. The second quarter, the Dogs had 23 inside 50s to four but kicked two goals, three to one, one. And we thought they have blown it because Hawthorne had a really good third quarter. Um, and then the up last by 30 points. Yeah. They're up by five goals at three quarter time. And you just thought, Oh, this is beyond the dogs. And there's been a lot of talk about umpiring decisions. And I heard a, a bloke on talk bag. He goes, you cannot blame the umpires for that loss. It's a classic example of the Hawks putting the cue in the rack. You can't blame umpires when the dogs kick nine goals three to one goal two in the last quarter. Wow. That is a that's spanking. Mm. So you can't blame the umps for that. That's no. that's just wow. I didn't watch that game, but I might go back and watch that last quarter. It that was, sounds exciting. It was brilliant. And good to see uh, the the dogs forwards because that's usually been a bit of a weakness for them. So between Gows, Shacky, and Dixon, uh, they kicked 10 goals between them. Um, so really good to see. And Shacky, it was a real sort of – Coming of age game for him. Breakout Took game. some big marks, was involved in things up the ground, kicked well. Uh, so Shacky might just end up being this player um, that justifies the dogs getting it. He was the number two draft pick at Brisbane. Yeah. He can play. So maybe he's just... Um, well, it always takes the big guys a few years to to be any good yeah. at, uh, at AFL level. Yep. And another uh, little mention, it was the highest three-quarter time comeback against Clarko in his coaching tenure at Hawthorne. Wow. So uh, the previous best was 22 points. The Dogs came back from 30. So really Interesting for Hawthorne then, isn't it? They they Mm. sort of orchestrated that win over in Adelaide last week and now they've dropped a 30-point lead. It's um, 
bit up and down and yeah, unpredictable. The Hawks. Yeah, and it's something I'm going to talk about in the uh, in the next game. Yeah. But um, lots of young players in the Hawks lineup now. Yep. Uh, and I think with the young players comes the inconsistency. Yeah, a few players that I, I picked up played really well the week before, like Warple and so so on, weren't yep. as influential this week. Um, it's good to see Scully play, which one of our uh, Reddit uh, feedbackers gave us. Yeah, it was good yep. to see Scully. Wasn't he'll get better for the run? He only had fifteen touches. He'll get better for the run. But uh, my votes for this game. Uh, I gave, and I could have thrown this amongst a couple of them, but I thought Gunston was clinical up forward for Hawthorne. I gave, uh, he kicked four goals, so I gave him a vote. And the man I spoke about before, Josh Shackey, uh, was really, really good. Um, He kicked four goals too. Uh, to go with five marks and 15 touches. A really complete game for him. Pitch hit in the ruck as well, so doing doing it everywhere. And three votes, and I really like this guy. It goes to Jack McRae, 36 touches, kicked a goal, a really good goal in the last quarter. Um, he is, I guess, I reckon he's the complete player. He's a really good player, Jack McRae. So three votes to him. Yeah, a bit of forward love in that uh, those three two ones. Yeah, I don't think the forwards get as much love as as they deserve. So no, no. Um, so uh, up to this is going to be interesting. Up to the Gold Coast, where the sun was shining, and the Dockers the were, suns were shining, <laughs> and the suns were shining. So, uh, Mike, I'll let you uh, <laughs> let you talk about it. Um, yeah. Th- so this was a tough game for me to. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, oh, sorry. I turned the volume. Oh, I turned down. the volume down. Oh, it, no. was a, it was a scary <laughs> afternoon for the Dockers. <laughs> Good use of the buttons there. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was a tough afternoon, and it was really disappointing given how well they'd played the week before. Absolutely demolished uh, North Melbourne. For the Suns, Sexton was really good. Um, just signed a new deal during the week and kicked uh, the four goals five. So um, Four he of was, seven. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was really good, and uh, the Dockers had no answer for him. And it, probably part of that, I thought both both Pierce and Hamling had pretty poor games down back. Um, they got Ethan Hughes as well down there, who's probably playing while Griffin Logue is uh, recovering from injury. But he is inexperienced, and you know if those two guys who are a bit more experienced can't stand up, then he's not going to be able to mm. uh, cope. I thought a defender that did do really well was uh, Sam Collins, who uh, used to play for the Dockers, yeah. but um, sort of took that uh, Leo Barry style. Leo last Barry, minute. you star, wasn't it? Yeah. And you saw the look on Ross Lyon's face yeah. when he took the mark. I was like, oh, you bugger. Yeah. Sort of a, a smile and a uh, sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was a. It was a, a really. It's going to be one of those marks that he'll look back on like it was a. It was a clutch mark. It was. And that's what they brought him in for, except yeah. sort of marker. So, Yeah, particularly with Thompson going out. He's going to need to do that more often. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Gold Coast played really well. Uh, Dockers were actually lucky to only lose by three points. In the third quarter, I think it was, the Gold Coast kicked eight points. Mm. I thought, who was it? I thought Jack Martin, who is showing signs, by the way. Mm. Um, I, I wish Dwayne Russell could have just stopped saying he's never won best on ground in a game of footy before. It's uh, true. No one cares. Um, <laughs> but, gee, he must have kicked about three of those behinds. Um, he did. Uh, well, Sexton kicked a whole five of them. I don't know if that was all in that. Probably not all in that. Peter Wright, zero three. So, yeah, there was Yeah, there, it. Was, there was a few of them. Um, Gold Coast were plus 21 inside 50s. 
and yeah, just couldn't kick straight. Uh, and I thought also that Wits played a much better game than Darcy, won that battle. Uh, Wits had 16 disposals, Darcy had six. They both had similar hitouts, but Wits was a lot more dominant, hitting more to players and that Experience sort of thing. Experience campaigner, Wits. Yeah, yeah, so it was much better. Um, Shout out to Wits too, he's in my fantasy team. <laughs> he's actually in mine too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Not all things are too bad. Uh, so I mentioned this before. Dockers have got a lot of young players in at the moment and you know I think you can only put a performance like that and last week's together by saying that yep. lots of young players, there's going to be lots of inconsistency. Yeah, a few of our uh, Facebookers in the feedback, so we'll touch on them, commenting on Jesse Hogan. Um, mm. Weren't thrilled that he spent a bit of time in the midfield, but I actually thought when he was in there he did okay. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts he, on his game? He was good in the midfield, and I thought he's quite a big body. He's got a lot of endurance and can run. Uh, so he has got sort of some midfield attributes. Obviously, he's a key forward first and foremost, but... You've got a lot of those at the moment. We've got a lot of those at the moment, and uh, the one that we probably shouldn't be playing, McCarthy... Who Crafty is just... He's locked him in for the next month. Yeah. You can't drop him for a while now. He uh, kicked the five last week. He actually kicked two goals uh, against the Gold Coast, and wasn't too bad. It wasn't your worst. But uh, I, th- I feel like we're going to have to drop one of the tall blokes because well, it's Hogan not be needs lob. to play... No, because uh, Lobb is the backup ruckman. Yeah, so it's going to be Tabanara or McCarthy, isn't it? Yeah, I actually think uh, Lobb's forward works probably the least impressive out of out of them. Okay, but backup ruck is going to get the games. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tabanara is a really important player. So eight I, marks for Tabanara on the weekend. Yeah, I think, and I liked him. I thought he had a good season last year, even though he was injured a bit and that. But I think he's come of age and is quite a good player. But I feel like they're going to have to drop McCarthy out of there, even though he's kicked seven goals in, in two games. Yeah, just, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're going to have to drop somebody, I yeah. feel. And I think that they need to get uh, some a couple of more smaller guys in there. Um, Michael Walters played exclusively forward, except for towards the end when they were desperate to win some clearances from the middle. Yeah. Uh, but Jared Harborough did an absolute number on him. Oh, he was day. outstanding. He was. He's, he marked everything that came in his vicinity, to, particularly towards the end when the heat was on. He was outstanding. He Harborough. was. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, yeah, it was a really hard game to watch. So we'll just get on to the votes. Um, Harborough got the three votes, best on ground, 32 disposals, seven inside 50s, and, as I said, was playing on Walters. Nine and just, marks. Huge. Yeah, just dominated. Uh, I went with Swallow for two votes, 30 possessions, nine clearances, and I think he kicked the winning goal yeah. towards the end there. Yeah. And that's and two weeks in a row. He was really good again at the end against the Saints, which yeah. we talked about last week. And and we weren't even sure if he was going to play. I think he did an injury last week and played on through that. But the, I think it was just a On the Marvel Stadium the turf, so, I think he hurt his knee. Yeah, but so... Stepping up in the, in the captaincy? Mm. And I went for... Uh, Brad Hill, uh, one vote. Uh, he was really good. Uh, another one that's sort of a little bit in like Whitfield in that yep. run, 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 run. Really run all day. Season. Was really good. Uh, quite often his disposals aren't great, but yesterday he was really good. Uh, 32 disposals, uh, five tackles, five clearances, six inside 50s. Um, He's had a good one. And just a and A couple of really good smothers, sorry, oh, by yeah, the way. No, you're right. There yes. were some really important smothers. Uh, oh. I think they had two or three smothers that were um, – 
go a bit unnoticed, but they were very good. Mm, don't get uh, they don't go on the stat sheet. No, uh, no room for Sexton in there with just the f- kicked half the score. Well, if he converted all of his goals, then he would have been in there. But uh, wow, four, four goals, five, four, five um, out look. of seven, nineteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did, he did all right, didn't he? <laughs> um, but they only won by th- was it three, three points, points in the yeah. end? They could have won by four or five goals mm. and they Guess should have. It's tough being a forward out there. Um, well, it's not a forwards medal. They've got the Coleman's. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's actually on top of that at the moment. He's he leading is. the goal kicking on eight, yeah. eight goals. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that would mean McCarthy's second on seven. Okay. Sexton on top then. Cameron, Sexton on Cameron. eight. Cameron, Cameron, Dugowie, McCarthy. On seven. So, yeah, there's a few on seven, but uh, yeah, Sexton going really well. Sexton. He's probably on the points leaderboard too, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a real fine and he signed up. Quick look at our, our holding the ball player of the year leaderboard. Oh, um, okay. And uh, after two rounds, we've got three guys on five votes. Yeah. So Tom Rockcliffe on five votes. Uh, Trelaw also on five votes. And Lockie Neal on five votes. Yep. And we've got Kelly, Sloan and McRae rounding out with four votes. So mm-hmm. we just thought we'd put our leaderboard together and you, so you guys can have a punt. Now I did I did uh, follow my own advice and I put a cheeky 20 on Stevie Coggs for the Brownlow. Oh really? At 21. 21. What so is he now? Has he gone up? He might should have. I should have actually. a look actually. We'll, uh, we'll, check, look. we'll check that out and uh, while I just talk about uh, how Cogs will win the Brownlow, who's sitting on three votes, uh, surely he would have got three against Essendon. Won't get any against the Eagles, but uh, I was pretty happy with my investment and if it's doubled after a crappy game against the Eagles, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, gamble responsibly. Again, gamble responsibly, everybody. And... Uh, yeah, no, this is... Pretty, All right. Yeah, here we go. What's he paying? Oh, $17 now. So, so he's gone up. So I got on on a good time. You did. Get uh, around him, folks. Jagerbomb is now on $21. Nah, he's wasting your money. Lockie Neal at $15. It's not a bad one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how Brownlow holds. Fife is still uh, on top 550. Yep. Although he may have got some Brownlow votes. He was quite good, but not... Nat Fife, good. No, on the weekend, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, good talk. Okay. Good talk about the Brownlow votes <laughs> and right. the odds. All There'll right. A lot of editing going on. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for listening there, our, uh, our game-by-game wrap. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. Okay, and that's the review pod done. Review. Oh, yeah, I keep getting Re- confused <laughs> with the review and the preview. But, yes, the review round two. Who can believe we're there already? And you've got some good stats to throw away. I do, actually. Look it up, Swamp, our mate. Swamp is just fantastic. If you're not sw- following, I was going to say, if you're not swamping. <laughs> was swamping. That a, is that a yeah, new thing? Yeah, that's a new thing. Okay. Got a Swamp. Follow Swamp, uh, at Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter. Um, some interesting stats. Games with five-plus coaches' votes since start of 2018. Uh, and so there's 94 players with one, 48 with two, uh, guys with nine, Beams, Grundy, McRae, Martin, 10, Mitchell, Sidebottom, 11, Max Gone, 12, have a guess. Trelaw, Dangerfield, Lockie Neal. Patrick Cripps. Cripps. Oh, don't the punters love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, for a young player to be uh, doing that already, that's scary. He may get votes in the Port Carlton game, you never know. Yeah. He was good. He okay. was real good. He's not a flashy player, is he? Oh, he's smooth. But moving. he's really, yeah. He's just silky smooth. And one other quick stat. 
getting a Rising Star nomination for a game with 30-plus disposals and one goal. So we've got guys like Paddy Cripps, uh, Toby Green, Canelio, Gaff, uh, even Masto, uh, Hazelby, Matty Lloyd, but Charlie Constable. He could be a new favourite. Like, he he's looks really good. So, I don't know, Sam Walsh, he wasn't... You know, he was still all right. I think he had 18 touches or something like that. But uh, mm. some new prospects. This this year with the kids, like we had a uh, – just go back and have a listen to our, our kid preview for 2018. Mm. Uh, gee, there's so many. There are, aren't so, there? Uh, and uh, I think there's a few that are standing out that we didn't even talk about. Absolutely. And Constable was one of them. Uh, a shout-out to those of you listening from all around the world. Uh, our second most listened countries, it's normally just been the States. Mm. We've had a few listens, but Turkey, lots of listens in Turkey, mm. Malaysia, the UK, Romania. Whoever is listening regularly in the Romania, because there seems to be that one listen a week. Cheers and join us on the uh, on the uh, on the on the handle. So at Hold Ball Pod on Twitter, yep, or Holding the Ball Podcast on Facebook. And send us an email, holdingtheballpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you send us a rant and we'll go we'll read out your rant in the uh, in the Preview. preview shows. So we want a good rant, our best ones. But our most populous listening city was, if you're listening overseas, you're not going to know where this is unless you're an Aussie expat, was Bunbury. <laughs> so cheers for those of you down south who are listening in Bunbury. We love hearing from you. And, and Moe. Frio fans down f- there. Yeah, we're loving the support over in Moe as well. Uh, you guys have been on it since the beginning. So cheers. Hope you're enjoying it. And that is our review podcast round two. The Holding the Ball Podcast.